Is this the president of Albania? Speaking. Pretty funny. You shouldn't eavesdrop on people. Well, you better get used to it, pal. It's not going to be much privacy where you're going. You're damn right. This time next week, I'll be sucking down pina coladas in a hot tub with six girls named Amber and Tiffany. More like taking a shower with two guys named Jamal and Jesus, if you know what I mean. And here's the bad news. That thing you're sucking on, it's not a pina colada. <laughs> oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Huh? You think you can do this shit? Jay! You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. 23-hour lockdown. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. <laughs> Got it in quick. Jake. Just keep doing it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion, and welcome to the Connect, a podcast series about movie intersections. Come on, Jake, hosted by myself and multiple time New York Times best-selling author Shay Serrano. Yes, sir. In this podcast. We talk about movies, one picked by me, one picked by Shay, and the theme that connects them today. Denzel Washington is a bully. I'm ready. A crooked cop in debt to the Russian mob shows his young partner the ropes and then some. And an NYPD detective works the perfect bank robbery. It's training day and inside, man. Let's go. Boom. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Are you ready to get wet, Jason? I love to get wet. <laughs> I love to get butt ass naked in these streets. Let me do training day first. We'll do training yes. day first. We, 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 we're going in chronological order. Training day came out in 2001. Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, directed by Antoine Fuqua, who we talked about on the last episode. Training day has Denzel Washington playing Alonzo Harris. He's a decorated 
detective who runs a narcotics unit in the LAPD. Ethan Hawke plays Jake Hoyt. Jake! A younger LAPD officer who is, in a sense, auditioning to be part of Alonzo's narcotics unit because Hoyt believes doing so will help fast track his career. The problem for Hoyt, though, is it turns out that Alonzo is not only wildly corrupt, but also brilliant in his own corruption. So he spends the whole day, Hoyt's training day, as it were, putting all of the pieces in place so that he can, A, steal a million dollars from a high-ranking drug dealer to pay off a debt that he owes to some very deadly Russians, B, kill the drug dealer, and then C, pressure Hoyt into taking the responsibility for the murder. It's fucking awesome, this movie, Jason. It's, I think it's the, it's the best cop movie that we've ever gotten. I, this is the list. This is the list. Let me give you the list before you start arguing because I can best tell you. Best cop movie we've I, the, ever the, okay. the best cop movie we have ever gotten. Here's your list. Okay. And and this is not counting movies with cops in them that aren't really cop movies like Seven. What or, does that mean? Or Speed or, or Wait, anything like on. that. Wait, hold on. How is Seven not a cop movie? There's two, it's a, it's, literally it's a serial two killer movie. It's the older, yeah, but it's the older cop and the younger cop. That's like a cop movie staple. That's that, but that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about. I thought you were going to say like the raid, where it's like you don't even care that they're cops. Yeah, you know, like nobody, nobody is like, oh, let's let's talk about cops. Um, Detective David Mills. Nobody says that. <laughs> nobody says that. Like, if the first character from the movie isn't the cop that you think of, then it's not a cop movie. There's like a, a rule of thumb. So let me give you the list. Here's the list. Okay. Training Day, number one. Number two, End of Watch. Number three, Beverly Hills Cop. Number four, The Departed. Number five, Serpico. Number six, Fargo. Number seven, Lethal Weapon. Number eight, Rush Hour. And number nine, RoboCop. There's your top nine. That's that's the list. And again, wow. this isn't counting movies with cops in them that aren't really cop movies. We're just talking straight up cop movies. I got to tell you, I disagree with the, with the cop movies that aren't cop movie framing. How do you not think of Detective David Mills right off the bat when you're talking about Seven? Because he's not the he's not the first character from the movie that I think of. Who's, I the, just first, goes, who's the first character? John Doe. You don't even meet him until the end of the movie. He, but he's the one who lords over everything. He's the impetus for the movie. He's This is a killer movie. This is a serial killer movie. Seven is closer to Silence of the Lambs than it is Training Day. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. I I I disagree with disagree this, with but it. we can't get we can't get detoured on this right okay. now. Oh, okay, I would add, I would add uh, Jackie Chan's police story. That's fair. I'm willing to slide that in at the seventh spot. So it's going to be in between Fargo and Lethal Weapon. So now everything below that gets pushed down. Anyway, Training Day came out in 2001. This this might have been the first movie that I went and watched it multiple times in the theater. Like I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to go back and, and remember a time before this that I did. I can't. I just, I loved it. I absolutely loved this movie. I can remember feeling like it had grabbed me by the throat at the end of the movie during the scene when Alonzo drops off Jake with the Mexicans. The first time I went and watched it, this was in, this was in college. The first time I went, I went and watched it. I went and watched it of all people with my mom because they were in oh, town shit. visiting. She likes cop movies, whatever. She likes Denzel. We were both looking for something to do. We're just hanging out. All right, let's go see this. We went and watched this fucking awesome. But that scene at the end specifically is where it just like, oh my God. Like the the, the area where I grew up, Jason. Remember, this is the south side of San Antonio, which is yeah. super not a great place to grow up. But living there in that space, I've walked into kitchens that, that looked exactly like and training day with men sitting at the table who looked exactly like the training day guys. And I got to tell you, yeah. it's fucking extremely not chill. Like it's, not at all. So, <laughs> like chill. Not at all. So I'm sitting in a the theater and that scene happens. And there's a part before they get in the house 
where a guy stops Jake and Alonzo as they're about to walk up the steps. And he's like, what's up, dog? You know you're at fool? Steve, can you play that? Can you play that line right here? What's up, dog? You know you're at fool? Perfect. So he says that line. And I know that guy. I know, I know that guy. I know that line. I know the gravity behind it. I can like, I'm feeling it in the theater as it's going. And then they walk up the steps and fucking Cypress Hill is playing and everyone is hanging out. And there's a guy on the porch getting a haircut from some woman. And then Alonzo bangs on the burglar bar doors. And I could just feel my chest getting tighter and tighter and tighter because I knew, again, this is what parts of San Antonio look like. I, I knew precisely what Jake was about to walk into. And, and, and honestly, I thought he was going to die right there. Like I thought they were going to kill him. It's such a fucking incredible scene. The three actors there, Cliff Curtis plays Smiley, Raymond Cruz plays Sniper, and Noel Guglielmi plays Moreno. They're fucking perfect. They're able to keep you just enough off balance that you can't ever quite get your feet under you. You know something bad is going to happen. You know it's going to happen. You don't know what it is yet. You just feel it in your bones and then Alonzo leaves and you're like, oh, fuck, okay. He's definitely dead. And then a fight <laughs> breaks out. They drag him into the restroom. This poor guy is fighting for his life. It's just, it's no good. There's nothing to be done. They're dragging him. They pick him up. They put him in the tub. They put the shotgun in his face and you're waiting for it. There's no way out. There's no escape at all. And then Moreno finds the wallet. He finds Letty's wallet. I love, I love the good thing that a character does early on in a story that it's seems so almost like throwaway. Yes. Coming back and being the, the thing, thing that, that saves the, them. The, the plot hinges on, that saves them at the end. I love stuff like that. There was so much going on that you had completely forgot that that even happened. You that was not, that forgot. was, uh, oftentimes you're watching a movie and you're like, okay, I kind of, I kind of know how they're going to get out of this. Pickle. They try to like paint you into a corner. Like a, a lot of movies do this. Breaking Bad was a TV show that was especially good at this, where they yes, would put you really into a, the smallest, tightest, scariest corner possible, and you don't see any way out. And then the writers figure out a way to get them out of there. Same thing here. Like they set this trap so early in the movie and then did a whole bunch of other magician hand tricks to get you not even remembering or thinking about it. You're just watching this happen on the screen and you have no idea how he's going to get out of it. You think he's about to die. Oh my God, this is terrible. And then they find the wallet and it all comes together. And then he makes the call and Letty at first is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and you're, you're just what, sitting there what, like, no. I was a I love school. Just I fucking, <laughs> oh my God. This Jason, this movie is so fucking good. And then, so I, w I went and watched it with my mom. Laramie came back from, she would go to Houston on the weekends to work. She comes back. I'm like, we got to go see this movie. We go and we watch it there. It comes out on DVD. I buy that shit on DVD. I watched it all the time. I fucking love this movie. I love Denzel. I'm so excited we're talking about him for the next hour. This is hour like, this is, Training so. Day is probably the fourth movie Ooh. that I bought on DVD. Yeah, it's I up bought, there. It's up there. It's up there. It's like, I, the first Three DVDs I ever bought. It was like Ronin, mm -hmm. uh, Snatch. That sounds right. And then I think Training Day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just being like, uh, you know, because Denzel, I'm not going to say he was, he was doing stuff all throughout the 90s. Oh, fuck yeah. He was running it. Him and Tom Hanks were running he shit. He Got Game, I've, of course, is one of the movies that I saw a thousand times in the movie theater because I, I worked in the movie theater. But this was like, you had never seen he's mostly played heroes that whole yes time. exactly the entire his entire exactly. career he's played heroes so i'm so geared up for him to be the hero in this movie even as most of the movies unfolding you're like okay cop on the edge lethal weapon 
um, Serpico. Like we've seen this. That's another character we've seen before. So, yeah. okay, great. Denzel Washington, the cop on the edge, but he's still a good guy. When it starts going bad, mm-hmm. it's it mm-hmm. you just feel the earth shift under you. And that's on top of what is like an unbelievable command performance by Denzel. Outstanding. All the shit that he's barking. Outstanding. From the driver's seat of the car all the time. Everything about his performance feels so real. Like, you know, there's there'd been other moments up until then where you're like, uh, where Denzel Washington kind of transcended a role. Denzel Washington, superstar. He's always Denzel Washington. Right, he's always Denzel Washington. This movie... He was Alonzo. Like a lot that yes, was yes. everything about the way he moved, the stuff he wore, the way he held his guns, the way he talked to people, yeah, and yeah, his yeah. head around when he would talk. It was like uh, it's just an un- unbelievable grab you by the throat performance by Denzel Washington. I, just great movie. Blew me away when I first saw it. This is one of his few characters. Like I think that Denzel Washington is the greatest actor who we've ever gotten. Like, if you're going to argue about it, there's four people that you can argue probably. It's him, it's Meryl Streep, it's Daniel Day-Lewis, and maybe Tom Hanks. Probably those are the four. Probably those are the four who it's going to be between. I think Denzel Washington is is a better movie star than all of those people. I've seen every movie that he's done multiple times. I just love this guy. This is one of the few roles where I can remember the character's name from it without yeah. like looking it up or anything. All the other ones was like, oh, remember in John Q with Denzel Washington when <laughs> Denzel Washington and his son or remember in The Preacher's Wife when Denzel Washington is an angel or whatever. But in the, I can remember in Training Day when Alonzo started to whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they, 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 it was such a great, great moment for, for him because to your point earlier, they, he had played hero after hero after hero. The good hero guy, the, like, the, the, the morality of the movie hinges on Denzel Washington for, for all of them. So they take that. And what they do is they cash in all of his good guy equity. And yeah, so you, all you, at once. So it all doesn't, at once. All yeah. at once. So it doesn't <laughs> matter what he does or what he says. You, in the, your brain has been programmed. You're like, well, yes. this, is, this is all for the, like, the betterment of something. Right, right. He's just, he's just teaching Ethan Hawke the streets. Yeah. He's like helping to keep him alive, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. And I'll tell you, when I went and rewatched it, again, I've seen this movie, I don't know how many times. Pick a number. I've seen it that many times. But when I went and rewatched it, specifically for this one, specifically for the Denzel as a bully episode of the connect. And you're watching all of the like little bully moves that he does the whole time. The one that really stood out to me as the most sinister, the one that, that really gets me is after they shoot Roger, they do the whole thing. We get the, you know, they, Ethan Hawke realizes, Oh shit, this is not, this is not what I thought it was. This is not good. So they're good. So, so afterward, after the police have shown up and they've taken all of the statements and everything and Denzel Washington has bullied Ethan Hawke into taking responsibility for this murder, before Ethan Hawke gets into the car, Denzel is on the phone and he's on the phone with the Mexican, Smiley, I believe. You know, and he tells him, just make sure that bathtub is clean. So he already knows that he's going to kill him. And then Ethan Hawke gets into the car and Denzel gives him this great big brother speech. I'm sorry I had to be the one to show you that it's this way. It's going to be, you know, this, that. Like, you, like he's still fucking playing him. Just it's, putting him off his guard. Oh, my God. So he can cut so, his fucking it's, throat. It's, it's brutal. It's so gnarly. It's so gnarly. Did you see this one in a theater? Did you see it at home? I saw it in the theater. I was absolutely geared up. So some friends had seen it first and they're like, oh, my God. 
the Denzel performance, you're not going to believe it. So I went in, I went alone, um, as I often, I love to go see movies alone. I miss going to the movie theater and I miss going to see movies alone. And I was just blown away from end to end of this movie. Again, this is like, it's, it's a setup that you think you know, right? Younger cop with the more experienced cop. The young yeah. cop is white. The older cop is black. That's like Lethal Weapon, a million other movies. One cop on the edge, one cop by the book, right? Undercover, you've got to learn the streets, um, break a few rules. And it just gets more and more and more sinister, even when he's making him do drugs. I mean, you've seen that in Serpico oh. where, where Al Pacino smokes the smokes weed because <laughs> they got to teach him how to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just one of those performances that you cannot, forget he's just roaring in this movie Roar, that's a great roaring. word that's a that's a great word again this is the greatest copy movie we've ever gotten it's also just one of the like all-time greatest movies we've ever gotten with an all-time great seven minutes stretch there at the end in the kitchen area but this is again this is one of the few times that the co-star of the movie was able to keep pace with denzel because he came in hot oh yeah he, he came in hot and ethan hawk is right there with him. With a slow boil. He lets step it happen. Step for step for step with him. He's so he should have won the won the Oscar for this. But I think it's him. He did it here in Training Day. Prior to that, Tom Hanks did it in Philadelphia. And then most recently, Viola Davis did it in Fences. Like I think those are the three times I can watch a movie and go, like, oh, the other person was able to keep up. But beyond that, it's fucking, it's the Denzel Washington show. It's 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 outstanding. Now, I have to, we got to touch on this again, cop movies that aren't cop movies. Is Heat a cop movie? No, no, no. Why? I don't think it's a cop movie. I think it's a heist movie. Those are different. But Those there are, are different. police, uh, okay, but there are police every, in it, but every like point, heist movie has, has police in it. Yeah, but Point Break is like a heist movie. It's not a cop movie. Heat is a heist movie. The Town is a heist movie. Okay, so why is, is, is RoboCop? Not a science fiction movie, then. This is this is a great this is a great note note from Steve. Steve is saying in Training Day, Training Day is about being a cop. That's a good definition here. That's a, I like that. I like that. That's gonna muddy up the water still a little bit. I can already see Jason's brain working I mean, in an the, argument. I mean, the, the seven one really throws me because. There's a lot of investigating in that movie. They do a lot of investigation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here. How about this? How about Seven as a detective movie? There you oh, go. Now we're just, can... <laughs> now come on. A detective is a cop. Give me the buzzer, Steve. Give me the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's talk about Inside Man. Can I do something first, though, Jason? Yes. Bef before we do Inside Man. Okay, I think this is one of the themes that I came up with during the brainstorming session. You know, me, you, and Steve are either in text or in a Zoom or whatever, just talking our way through ideas. And and I think I came up with this one. And when I did, I was like, oh, duh, Denzel is a bully. That's that's the theme. That's great. I'll pick Training Day, which is the one movie where he's a bully from the very first scene all the way up until he dies. He's an evil bully in that movie. And then And then Jason will probably pick like, Remember the Titans, because Denzel's also a bully in that one, but he's a good bully there. He's a bully for the betterment of a group of young men and for the betterment of T.C. Williams High. And like, that's a good balance because it's evil bully versus good bully. But you were like, no, I don't want that one. And then I thought, oh, okay, cool. He'll probably pick the Equalizer or maybe Man on Fire, because then we can talk about Denzel as a vengeful bully. That's a fun conversation. One where we'd talk about how being an evil bully and a vengeful bully are not the same thing, even if they both end up with a trail of dead people or main people. And you were like, no, no, not that one. And I thought, oh, cool. 
Okay, maybe he'll pick American Gangster and we can both do Evil Bully. Or maybe he'll pick John Q and we get Evil Bully versus Forced Into It Bully. Or maybe he'll pick He Got Game or Malcolm X or Deja Vu. Fucking Deja Vu Time Travel Bully. And you were like, no to all of these. You went with Inside Man. Inside Man. And I... I've been I've been I've been mad about this all week and also also a little bit curious. Steve, you know the part in uh, Kill Bill when they zoom in real tight on Beatrix Kiddo's eyes and they play that anger music? Can you play can can you play that right now? Because that that's 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 how I'm feeling. Jason, inside me, inside me. Why Jason, why this movie? Where's the bullying? What kind of bully is Denzel in this movie? Uh, Add it all into yours. Add it all in. Tell me, please. First of all, I love Ridley Scott. I think he's one of my favorite directors of all time. Yeah, I just know, love everything he does. That movie is set in wintertime in New York. It opens mm-hmm. with, uh, with them giving out turkeys. Yeah. Right? Around Thanksgiving. There's snow coming from the, from the sky. But in every shot, and I mean every shot, you can see leaves on the trees all up and down <laughs> the street. Like, it's clear they shot it in summertime. Yeah. And then put fake snow in and sub that for wintertime so that every time you get a wide shot or a long shot, you just see leaves. And it fucking takes me out of it every (laughs) single time. Every single time I see that movie, I go, guys, it's summertime. Uh, Just set it during summertime then. Okay. It just, and it, and it, and it it ruins it for me. I'm sorry, but it, 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 I, it ruins it for me, man. But we have the scene with him and Tango, which is just fucking great. That's yeah, like that's a good one. as good as it gets. Okay, uh, that one's that's out. A good all one. right. Inside Man, there is bullying. I'll get to that in a second. First of all, it's a it's a supremely well crafted heist film. It's great, and it's great. Like you, it's so good. I love heist movies. It's my my favorite, probably my single favorite genre of heist film because it doesn't matter what country the movie comes out of. Heist films are the most transferable from culture to culture movie. Oh, for sure. Of, of any genre of movie. That's a great call. I love, like, Rafifi it is my one of my favorite heist movies of all time. It's a French movie. Bob Le Flambeur, another great French heist movie. You can watch heist movies from Turkey. You can watch heist movies from Spain. You can watch heist movies from Germany. And it's just a great great watch. So this is a great heist movie. One. Two, it's also a great cop movie in the sense that this is a cop who's fighting numerous battles at once. One, he's trying to break up this bank robbery hostage situation without anybody getting killed. He's trying to deal with that. He's trying to deal with the fact that his career is a fucking shit show because of the internal politics of the NYPD. Three, he has numerous conversations with just like the rank and file cops where he's dealing with issues of race, harassment, issues of police brutality, and trying to figure out a way to work within this system that is often tilted against people that look like him. And four, it's a movie about corruption on a vast scale, like vast criminality. This is about a B-plot, I guess you could call it, is about a guy who uh, made his millions by doing uh, business with the Nazis and is trying to cover it up by, uh, you know, doing good things ever since then, starting a bank and being a, a, a solid citizen. And it's about how the bigger the crime is, the less likely a person is to pay the price for it. 
Now, in terms of bullying, Denzel bullies every single witness that comes out of the bank. <laughs> every single person he that comes out of the bank. He doesn't bully all of them. Uh, he, some of them. Some of he them. He makes, first of all, he bullies many of them. He bullies the old lady. He bullies the young lady <laughs> by asking her to expose her chest, which I think is not right. That shouldn't happen. She did end up being part of the robbery. He didn't know that. He bullies the little kid. He bullies the white dude who wants water. He bullies everybody <laughs> in this movie. He is less of a force of nature, less roaring performance, but he's also someone who uses the force of his personality to push people around for good this time, but still, that's something he does. I, in fact, I would go as far as to say there's barely a Denzel Washington performance where he doesn't bully people. He bullies oh, people yeah, yeah. in the absolutely. Pelican Brief, that's absolutely virtuosity, true. That's absolutely glory. True. Like you could just go down the line every single performance he bullies people in. So is he, what kind of bully is he here? Is he a good bully? Are we classifying him as a good bully here? A moral bully? He is a moral bully. Justice bully? He's a justice bully, but he's also kind of, he's, he's an isolated bully too, even more so than Alonzo in the sense that he's within this overall structure as a detective in the NYPD. But like his uh, promotion is fucked up. His career is stalled. He's been handed this bank robbery where it's destined to fail and it's definitely <laughs> going to fuck up his career. He's, uh, he's got the mayor against him. He's got these intense, uh, intensely strong political uh, powers against him. He's all on his own. And the only thing he really has is this kind of like swagger and confidence and ability to project his personality in a way that is essentially bullying to move this case along. Now, he never actually solves it, but he knows there's more to it the whole time. It's just one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite Spike Lee movies. And I think it's one of the really underrated heist films of the last 20 years. It's a perfect robbery movie. It's great. It's, it's got to be like the top five for me. I don't know what my, what my list would be, but I know it's, it's up there. And I was really excited when you picked this one. I just wanted to give you a little, a little bit of a hard time. No, I love it. About it. When you mentioned the, the Spike Lee thing. Spike does this trick in a bunch of his movies where he puts somebody... Puts some money on a dolly. Yeah. On the dolly the and he dolly moves shot. them along. I, dude, I get so fucking excited whenever you do that. <laughs> I love it. It's, wait, it's, it's not like some of them. It's legitimately in every single Spike Lee movie he does. It's in every one? It's in every single one. It's his move. I couldn't remember when he did it in, um, in 25th Hour. When does he do it in that one? Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Club. Is that it's what a it, slower oh, okay. one. Yeah, it's a <laughs> okay. slower one. Okay. It's a okay. slower one. That's excellent. But he does it in every single one. I love it. I love it when I see it. I'm like, we're in a Spike Lee joint every time I see <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a guy on Twitter, Aaron McDade, and he sent us a thing that I, I saved it because I thought it was such a good, a good question to ask. He's talking to, in relation to whenever you're watching a movie, when did you know in Inside Man that you were going to either like this movie or not like this movie? Because that's the thing that happens like in every movie when you decide, all right, this is, I fucking, this is going to be cool. I like it or I don't like it. When did you know for, for Inside Man? Um, when, you know, when Denzel showed up. That's basically like any Denzel movie, when Denzel shows up, I think I'm going to like the movie. It depends <laughs> on like how, you know, does he, is he ordering people around? Like what's his vibe? But I would say Inside Man opens very interestingly with, one of the primary characters addressing 
the camera head on, which is a really interesting way to open a movie. That's when I knew that I was going to like it because fucking Clive Owen rules and he just starts talking. He's like, pay close attention. I never repeat. My- <laughs> Can I tell yes. you what I- I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. That's my moment. The very first thing that I thought while rewatching <laughs> this movie was like, man, Clive Owen has nice eyes. Great eyes, great eyes. <laughs> He's got one of them little circle lights shining yeah. into him. He probably looks great on a Zoom. Great on a Zoom. I guess we, we haven't <laughs> talked enough about how nice Clive Owen's eyes are. We're not using those enough in movies with Clive Owen. Dude, when, when Clive Owen shows up here and he does that thing at the very beginning of the movie, I just was all the way pulled in. I, I really, I'm a big Clive Owen fan. I wrote a whole thing about him in movies and other things. He had this great stretch in the mid-2000s. For me, these are the, these are the ones that, that jumped out. This is from 2004 to 2007, but he did uh, Closer, which is like this, this romantic- Erotic thriller. Drama. It's great. It's really, really good. Him and Jude Law- uh, it's just it's 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 fantastic. He has a fight. He has a great fight scene with Julia Roberts. Not a fist fight, like an argument. And he's just like there. So, he's so vicious in that one. But he had closer uh, in 2004. He did Sin City in 2005, which people seem to either like really like a lot or really hate. He did Derailed in 2006, which was just fantastic. Um, Inside Man in 2006. Children of Men in 2006. Fucking a great, a great opening, and then shoot him up in two thousand and seven. But yeah, when he does the opening monologue in this one, for me, that's when I knew. With with Training Day, it was more more like what you're saying. As soon as Denzel shows up, they do that diner scene when him yeah. and Ethan Hawke sit down the first time. That was when I knew there. But man, fucking awesome, awesome. Yeah, for me, it's when Denzel shows up. I listen. I, I've they, they they lay this movie out really well in the sense that you don't understand how the bank robbery is structured until they hit you with that reveal at the very end when, Mm -hmm, spoiler, mm -hmm. basically Clive Owen has stayed in the bank for a week in a false compartment. So for me, it really was when Denzel showed up and tried to take command of of what was going on. That's when I knew that, okay, this movie is good. Because it's like the bank robbery, (laughs) it's it's confusing on purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, any and all of the interview scenes, when you realize where they jump ahead and you kind of realize, oh, this went sideways somehow. That way they, yeah. we haven't figured out yet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So all that stuff. I, this is just one of my favorite movies. What about you? What's that moment in training day for you where you're it's like, the, oh, this is going to be good? It's the diner scene. It's the diner scene because he Denzel shows up right then and he's just like, Jake sits down, Denzel's reading his paper, Alonzo's reading his paper and he won't acknowledge him and then Jake tries to talk to him and Denzel immediately is like, Number one, he turns the volume all the way up. But number two, he's intimidating, like purposely intimidating. And again, I had I couldn't remember like a feeling like that watching the character being like, oh fuck, I don't. This seems like not a great place to be. Let's do some categories, Jason. Uh, before we get to our categories, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise. But if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal. You're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. 
and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we're back. Let's do some categories. Let's do the three-minute stretch first. And I think we sort of stepped on it already. But for the three-minute stretch, you're hanging out with someone who's never seen this movie before. For you, it's Inside Man. What's the three-minute stretch of the movie you're going to show them to convince them to watch this movie? Basically, the best scene. For me, it's going to be, this is really tough because there's a lot of really interesting subplots, but I'm going to go with the actual robbery scene because it's intercut with, first of all, you get the painters, the team of robbers all dressed up like painters, throwing smoke, smoke bombs, getting everybody on the ground, running around in there with their AKs. Then you get uh, Denzel taking the call of the robbery and you get the scene where Arthur Case learns that uh, his bank has been robbed and you get that hint that there's something in that bank that he doesn't want to be found. He looks terrified immediately. That baits the hook. That's the cliffhanger. If I show you that, I think you're going to want to know more. You're going to want to know how this bank robbery comes off. You're going to want to know how Denzel deals with it. And you're going to want to know, why is this old guy so worried about what's in his bank? Why is he so concerned about that? I think for me, that's the three minute stretch, the bank robbery. I think for training day, I kept going back and forth about this one because my gut was to show, I want to show them this person who has never seen it. I want to show them the kitchen scene. I want to just drop yeah. them immediately into the world with, with Jake and Sniper and Smiley and Moreno sitting there. And you're just like, what? I don't know what is going on. I want to know what's going on. I want to know how he gets out of this. I want to know how he got into this situation. Uh, I just, I, I'm going to have a bunch of questions to answer, but I don't know if I want to spoil that part of it. Yeah. So I think I, I think because of that, I have to pick something earlier. And I really find myself enjoying the scene when they go meet Roger the first time. The very so, first time. Yeah, the very first yeah. time. Not when they kill him, but the very <laughs> first time when they walk in there. And you've got and you've got Roger, who's that? Scott Glenn, just great. He's got the evil goatee as well. Yeah. 
But they don't because they don't they don't exactly explain like who he is or what he's doing at first. Yeah, you have no idea who he is. They just go visit him. So you've got Denzel there doing his thing. He's like being kind of scary, but not really. You've got Scott Glenn. You've got Ethan Hawke who is coming out of his high, and he's just trying to piece together all of this stuff. Scott Glenn tells a joke. Ethan Hawke gives his smiles and cries thing that like. That's very much like how people who are very high talk and they just start yes. saying these gigantic ideas that they have. I think that that for me is probably the scene that I would go with there for the three ministers. I think you put that one on. It causes enough questions that somebody's going to want to watch it. Oh, next category. Do you, do you, Steve, get the horns ready. Get the horns ready, Steve. Jason, Let's Jason, go. tell me what's bullshit. I'll tell you exactly what's bullshit. Okay, so (laughs) Clive Owen plays Dalton Russell, who is, in his words, engineered the perfect bank robbery. I'm going to spoil it for you now. He gets his gang to all wear painter's uniforms. They go Mm -hmm. in. They confuse Mm -hmm. the cops as to who is a suspect and who is not. They dress everybody up as painters, right? Then they cause a lot of chaos, have everybody exit the bank under... uh, you know, intense, almost violent circumstances with a lot of smoke, alarms going off. Clive Owen hides himself in a false compartment in the back of a storage room inside mm-hmm. the bank. He stays there for a week. The police interrogate everybody who is in the bank to try and figure out who was a suspect and who was just a person in the bank. They get nowhere. At the end, Dalton's been in this false compartment shitting into plastic bags, peeing into containers for a week. Who goes to pick him up? The entire gang in one car. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) That's a good one. Send one person. (laughs) Maybe send one person to pick him up. Don't everybody get together and drive all together in one car to the bank. And then what happened? What happened? Detective Frazier, fucking Denzel Washington happened to be there. What if he looked at his like, why are all these people that supposedly don't know each other all in a car waiting outside the bank? That's you very good. You fucking dummies. You had the perfect bank robbery and you almost blew it at the one yard line. As you were talking, I could feel myself guessing at where you were going to land on this. And I kept coming up with arguments as to why it wasn't bullshit. And then you turned. And that's really good. That might have been your best one so Thank far. You. I have I have absolutely no retort this for that one. so phenomenally <laughs> dumb that they did that. They all, why are you all going to the scene of the crime together? <laughs> Don't. Oh my God. That's very good. It drives me fucking crazy. Steve, we should give we should give Jason uh, bonus horns for this one because that was great. <laughs> that, was, that was great. <laughs> that was great. Next category: cafeteria table. This week we're populated our cafeteria table with characters from Denzel is a bully movies. Movies oh. that have a scene where Denzel Washington bullies someone. There's six seats at the table. Jason, Detective Keith Frazier from Inside Man gets one of the seats. Detective Alonzo Harris from Training Day gets one of the seats. Yes. That means there are four seats left. At our six-seat cafeteria table, you get to pick two. I get to pick two. We have to fill them in. Let's go, Jason. Give me your first one. Who's your first pick? My first pick for Denzel being a bully is Malcolm X. Great. From 
1992's Malcolm X by Spike Lee, in which Denzel, as Malcolm X, bullies America <laughs> into doing the, hopefully trying bullying. to do the right thing. Now, I, some would argue you can't actually be a bully if you don't have any power. Obviously, the power imbalance in this movie uh, Malcolm X and and the black Muslims, the black community versus America is an imbalance of power. That said, he argues for what's right so forcefully throughout this movie. All his arguments are absolutely ironclad. He's great. He's it's just a tour de force. Great. And yes, he bullies he bullies America, white America in that movie. I have to have it in. What's the what's the one scene? This is before he has he has gone to prison and like begun to turn his life around. And they're all sitting at the table and they've got the, they doing the like Russian roulette thing. There's that one. There's the one when he's in prison and he bullies the the church pastor oh about white gosh. about white Jesus. Yeah. When that one when that one happened, like, well, let's <laughs> I like go. nobody's off limits. Nobody. Everybody's catching it. Everybody's catching it. This movie. And you know, I saw that when I was a kid. So I did not have a huge um, idea of who Malcolm X was, but it's also that was I remember that scene hitting me because it was like when he starts, you're like, oh, get the fuck out of here with. And then it's like, OK, but the lot. Well, the logic is so sound. I have no idea what I can say to this. Yeah. You've done it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have so far. Uh, this is this will be the first time where we don't have any bad picks at the table <laughs> because it's all Denzel Washington. It's all Denzel's being a bully movie. So far, we have uh, Detective Frazier, Inside Man, Alonzo, Detective Alonzo Harris, Training Day, Malcolm X and Malcolm X. You know what we need? We need we need another good energy bully here. I think I have to be. I wanted to pick Man on Fire. I really I really wanted <laughs> he does to have some Man on elite Fire. bullying in this. Like he puts a bomb in a guy's butt. Yeah, that's a bully move. That's the top level of bullying, I think. Yeah, I think that's above big, all other things. Big, big bully move. <laughs> but uh, we have enough like sort of chaotic energy already. So let me do, I want to have three good, three bad is what I'm aiming for. So let me make sure we get the other good guy in here. Let me have Coach Herman Boone from Remember the Titans. Gotta have it. Oh, God. If for no other reason than the football is not fun scene that he does with Petey yeah. in the gym when he just walks in. Full speed, here we go. Just doing his like rapid fire interrogation move that he does <laughs> in some of his movies where he just turns it on. Uh, that scene. And then the one, the the one that's really, really great is when he does it very softly and very gently. And he just pulls the arms and legs off of Gary Bertier before they go to camp and yeah. they do the whole the whole Jerry and Dean bit. Like I watched it again right before we recorded this podcast. And I had Remember the Titans as one of the like almost picks. And then I saw that scene again. And I have to have it. Give me Coach Herman Boone as my first pick for the cafeteria table. We have four seats filled in so far, Jason. You have one more pick. It's honestly so tough. It is. It really is. But I decided to pick, obviously I could do He Got Game, yes. Bullies His Son, among many other people that he bullies in that in that film. You could pick almost anything. The Hurricane and, you know, where he bullies people in the ring. Uh, the siege in which he bullies the FBI. But I decided to go with a movie that meant a lot to me over the course of my life. Oh, Lord. Which is 1989's Glory. Oh, there it is. There it is. In which Denzel, as Private Trip, mostly bullies Lieutenant Thomas. And this is a movie 
That's so when I I haven't done this in a while, but I'm going to say it now. I went to music school. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to and I want to do film scoring. And part of the reason was because of the score of that movie. It's just like so soaring and so inspiring, especially like the end when they're charging Fort Wagner. Denzel won an Oscar for this role. He is unbelievably empathic and powerful in this role. And there's a scene at the end of it that always gets me when the troops, the 54th Massachusetts, um, first black regiment uh, in battle is about to charge the batteries uh, of Fort Wagner in South Carolina. And they know they're going to die. They know that they're getting thrown into this, but they want to prove themselves. So the night before they have like a like a revival meeting. They're all singing around the, uh, around the campfire, you know, like a Sunday service. Mm-hmm. And they're all testifying. An unbelievable scene. Various people get up. Morgan Freeman as, as Sergeant Major John Rollins gets up and he, and he testifies. And then it goes to private trip, Denzel Washington. And he's so reticent because he's not used to expressing himself deeply with words and it's so hard for him to do it and it's so halting what comes out but at the same time such a simple statement you know they, they have to treat us like men now now that we've fought and we've bled and we've done this is essentially what he says but very haltingly and it's just one of the most powerful scenes i've ever seen i remember it just made such an impact on me when i watched it as a kid it, it really really gets you that one and then like the the, the more obvious one is when he gets flogged and he's yeah. trying his hardest not to cry and then it's, it's finally just like, oh my god, yeah! Oof, finally, he cracks. Oof, it's like oh, oof. really tough. He deserved Incredible that Oscar. Movie. Yeah, he should have. He should have four at at yeah, a minimum four Oscars. He, I can't believe he didn't get one for Malcolm X, which I think is his greatest ever performance. It's actually I, insane that he didn't get one for Malcolm it's X. Un, it's unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. All right, this is who we have so far: Detective Frazier and Inside Man, Detective Alonzo Harrison, Training Day. Malcolm X and Malcolm X, Coach Herman Boone and Remember the Titans, Private Trip and Glory. I thought we were going to get more bad guys at this table. We only have one bad guy. We only have one bad guy so Denzel. far. Yeah, I know. We, we only have one bad bully. All right. Well, I'm not going to change that then because my last pick, I got, I got to have them. I got to have them. Let me tell you first who some of the ones we stepped over to get to this to get to this list. We did not go with anybody. For, we did not go with Denzel and Man on Fire. With the ultimate bully move of the bomb in the butt. We did not do that one. <laughs> we did not do that one. Oh, man. Remember when he cuts a guy's finger off and then he burns it oh, with the... He <laughs> with the <laughs> cigarette. Come he on. He's just so mean Come in on. this movie. Come yeah. on. All right. We didn't do that one. We didn't do Denzel in Fences. You and I and me, you and Steve, yep. we're texting about this scene. The one where he does it. I don't have to like you scene with yep. his son. That speech with his son. I love that one. It's unbelievable. I, uh, he has a line in there that that has stayed with me ever since I watched it the first time where he says, uh, I owe a responsibility to you. Like as a dad looking at, I've got three sons in the other room here. Like I, that one cut all the way through everything and just sat right in the back of my heart. And it was like, that's a great way to describe being a dad. Above all other things, I owe a responsibility to this person to take care of this person. I saw this one and when it very first came out, I was in LA, I went and watched it by myself. And then I had like downloaded a screener version of it. And then I had it on my computer. I watched it again in my hotel room, like a couple of days later. And then when I went to back home to Houston, I told Laramie, oh, you got to watch this movie. It's really good. I put it on. We're watching it on the, on the couch. By this point, I'd already seen it twice. So I fell asleep. 
I fell asleep like 20 minutes in because it was late. The kids were all in bed. I woke up at like an hour and a half in and we're both on the couch and I open my eyes and I'm like laying on Laramie's lap and I look up and she's just fucking covered in tears. Just, just, ball, just bawling. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I know where you are. I know exactly where you are in this, <laughs> in this, in this movie. We didn't pick Denzel and Fences. We did not get, this is the one I thought you were going to go with. I thought you were going to grab Denzel Washington and Virtuosity, which is just a super fun performance. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about, I was going to ask you after this, I'm going to ask you what, what your favorite bad Denzel movie is. That's okay. my favorite well, bad Denzel movie. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't go with Denzel in Fallen, where he bullies a fucking demon. <laughs> He tries oh, to bully a demon. a demon, a demon, a demon. He tries to bully. We didn't go with Denzel in Safe House where he bullies Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, we didn't go in Denzel in Book of Eli. When you peel back all of the layers, it's just a movie about a guy trying to make some copies, which yeah, is fucking Yeah, that's all enough. he's trying to do. He's just like trying to make <laughs> just some just copies. Make some copies. We didn't go with Denzel in, in American Gangster, even though we talked about the tango scene. I want to have Robert McCall here. I need Robert McCall from The Equalizer. When he's oh, just man, bully, I just love to see Denzel against the mafia, um, the mob of any sort. I love the like time slow down, zoom in thing that he does yes. on everything. I love the scene when he sits down and he does the whole "What do you see when you look at me?" thing. Yeah. He tells a story about the kid who kills his the parents, or they think he kills it. Like it's just, I need I need Robert McCall in the Equalizer as my final pick. I thought you might go with Unstoppable. Frank, when he another good one, another, another good great one. one. But man, yeah, you can't go wrong. Incredible. So, what is your what's what's your favorite bad Denzel movie? My favorite bad Denzel movie. If you're gonna go with Virtuosity, which is a very solid pick. <laughs> yeah, we have we have Russell Crowe alive as the First, internet, the yeah, embodiment so, of the internet. So Russell Crowe, just to let people know who haven't seen this movie, it's really it was Russell Crowe's first um, American film, I believe, big big budget American film. And he plays a combination of all the serial of all the virtual serial killers. Like they had created this program to like <laughs> uh, study serial killers virtually, and he became the embodiment of all these combined serial killers and escaped from the computer and became a real person. <laughs> Denzel, Denzel it's had great. To catch. It's great. They have it. They have this the MMA scene. When they're just, <laughs> it's it's so much fun. It's so 1990s. I love it. And Russell Crowe looks great in the suit. He looks he great look good. in that suit. But if you're picking that one, then I think for me, it's going to be between one and two things. I think a really good movie that was probably secretly bad is uh, Deja Vu. Yeah. The time, the time travel movie, which is just fun. I just love that Denzel did a time travel movie. He's, he's such a good actor <laughs> that by the end of it, when they do like the here's how this works scene yeah. in there, I was like, I think like time travel might be real. I think it like, might actually be like a real thing. <laughs> That's how good he is there. I think it's going to be between that one or, or with the one we just mentioned, Fallen, which is just... Listen. This is the one of the weirdest fucking movies ever. <laughs> he has made some absolutely bizarre fucking movies. Fallen is such a weird movie. Denzel has done in Fallen and Virtuosity two basic like a a religious horror serial killer movie and a sci-fi virtual reality serial killer movie. Who else has that range? We're just gonna, we're just going to do it right now because this is going to be my my 
my Jessica Chastain special acknowledgments, one of them, was going to be Denzel okay. Washington, the greatest actor of all time, willing to take on these exact roles that we're talking about. Here are some of the movies that he's done. You mentioned those two. He also did The Preacher's Wife, where he yes. plays an angel sent from heaven to help a man save a church and yep. also help this man save his marriage. And then he falls in love with the man's wife and she nearly falls in love with him too. But then she falls back in love with her husband after Denzel Washington blows a gust of wind strong enough to knock the man down in the snow. That's a real thing that happens <laughs> in the movie. That's the preacher's wife. The greatest actor of all time did this. He also did Fallen where he battles a demon. He also did Virtuosity where he battles the internet. He also did Carbon <laughs> Copy. The Carbon Copy was like early, early 1981 or something like that, where he goes and he finds like he it turns out he's the, the long lost black son of an affluent Jewish man. And it's like exactly what you think this movie is. And then he did a movie called Heart Condition in 1990, nine years later, where he plays the ghost of a man who they take his heart and they give it to a racist cop after the yes. man. The cop has a heart attack and the man Bob is killed. Bob Hoskins, baby. Denzel Washington, the greatest actor of all time, will fucking get a shot up. And I love it. He, and he takes he him all take so serious. He's so good in everything. Dude, can you imagine? You you spent a few minutes talking about, about Glory. This was like Denzel's first big thing. Can you imagine you show up for this movie and this guy walks onto the set? You're Morgan oh Freeman. And you're like, this is my movie where I get my Oscar. And then Denzel Washington shows up and he starts doing his private trip thing. You're like, what the f How do I compete? Like, How do you compete yeah. with Denzel Washington? It's just kind of not fair. He's got it's it not. all. You know, at the peak of his powers, he had it all. The acting chops, absolutely one of the best looking leading men ever. Outstanding. In movies, ever. An ability to command the screen in a variety of ways. Uh, just put the camera on. That's all you need. Just put the camera on. He's unbelievable. That's all you need. All right, here's our table. Here's our table. Steve, can you give me one line from each of these characters, please? Thank you, Steve. One line from Detective Frazier and Inside Man. There's two ways out of this. The easy way, we walk out the front door together, all the hard boys cut the power, hit you with the tear gas, and come in strong through the glass is your choice. You don't want that. One line from Alonzo in Training Day. The shit's chess. It ain't checkers. I love it. One line from Malcolm X and Malcolm X. You're not an American. You're an African who happens to be an American. You have to understand the difference. One line from Coach Herman Boone. And remember the Titans. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? One line from Private Trip and Glory. You can march like the white man. You can talk like him. You can, you can learn his songs. You, you, can, you can even wear his suits. But you ain't never going to be nothing to him. But an ugly-ass chimp in a blue suit. And then we don't have a bad pick of the week this week. So, Steve, just build it up anyway. This is celebratory. I We're excited. It. We're pumped. We finally did it. We finally did <laughs> Damn, it. Damn, son. Just Where'd fucking go this? nuts for it. Build it all up. Get it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Remember that song, Blind by Korn? Are you ready? ready? <laughs> give it all of us. Give me, give me one line from Robert McCall in The Equalizer. Y'all ready for this? When you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. Fuck yes. That was that. I love it. I love it. Let's fuck it. I'm ready. I'm so fired up right now. That was just podcast was seven hours long. I know. It's <laughs> I mean, it's going to be, which I love. We'll get there. <laughs> Next category. Oh, shit. Here it is, Jason. Oh, here it is, Jason. Jason, oh, here it is, Jason. Here it is, Jason. Oh, oh shit. Oh, oh, oh. Jake. Are you ready to make <laughs> 
It's the connection contest in which in this corner, Shea Serrano, and in this corner, <laughs> myself, Jason Concepcion, will compete to see who can name the most connections between these two movies, Trading Day and Inside Man, without missing or messing up. Are you ready, Shay? <laughs> Was that like a 1950s boxing Let's announcement? Let's get ready to make connections! <laughs> <laughs> Both movies have scenes where someone gets punched in the face. Ding. Yes. In both movies, <laughs> Denzel is a cop with a shaky career reputation. I'm going to do a Jason Concepcion one here. Uh, both movies have scenes where Denzel Washington sits at a dinner table with someone. I mean, a diner okay. table, excuse me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, in both movies, uh, Denzel has conversations in cars. Hmm. Both movies have a scene where Denzel interrupts a meal. <laughs> well, let me ask you. So I had uh, in both movies, uh, Denzel has lunch with powerful people. That is in which he interrupts the meal. So yeah. buzz him, buzz him. Yeah. No, okay. no, 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 <laughs> um, both movies have a scene where the police lie about something. Okay. Yes. In both movies, Denzel goes to visit his romantic partner. Mm. Both movies have characters in a wheelchair. Yes. Quick aside, in the Inside Man, Daryl Mitchell is the guy in, in the, that wheelchair. Um, he's like one of my favorite side actors. He's in a House Party most famously, uh, but he's in a wheelchair for real. He got paralyzed like Super. in two... 2001 super charming in a motorcycle actor. Super funny actor. Yeah, yeah. That guy's, um, that guy's great. Both movies feature a secret compartment. Oh, nice. Both movies have a scene where a rich, old white man gets outsmarted. <laughs> in both movies, Denzel is surrounded by guys with guns. Ugh. Steve. Yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. He is. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. He is. Uh, bo both movies. Oh, I got a good one. Both movies have scenes where Denzel alludes to someone having to perform oral sex in jail. Very true. Boom. Oh, that's good. Yes, that's very true. In both movies, Denzel's romantic <laughs> partner is pictured on the bed wearing very little to no clothing. Oh, that's solid. All right. Um, I'm going to... Uh, uh, I got one. I got one. Both Good movies work. have plot twists that take place in bathrooms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And Inside Man is when they find the fake blood and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ooh, I'm alive, baby. I'm alive. Whatever, whatever Jason says next, I'm going to protest. Go for it. <laughs> Are you, it's okay, then I'm going to then I'm going to go with one that, <laughs> that you absolutely cannot uh, cannot deal with. Okay, both movies uh -huh. open with a white guy waking up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he waking up? He's waking up. Is Clive? Wait, no. Is Clive Owen waking up in that sh in that yes. cell, or is he? He's okay, got his little. Yeah. He's got his little watch. I had to make. Oh mm. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Both both movies are two words, and the first word is two syllables, and the second word is one syllable. Okay. No. 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 Inside no, no. Man Training Day. That's a connection. Tra that's a connection. <laughs> Don't give me the buzzer. I'm still alive. It's I'm this still or alive. how bad is the next one that you have going to be? It's the <laughs> I'm make, I, All right, let me, I, I let me give you one more and let's see if I'm making it up. I think I've won already. 
You know, he he has. But I'm going to give you one more. Let's keep it going. That was a good one. Both movies feature actors who starred in Platoon, Tom Berenger and William Defoe. There you go. Oh, um, both movies could have used more Michael Pena. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to work this time, Steve? No, it's Let's not. Let's go. Not Wait till next week, though. Wait till next week. <laughs> I'm going to just keep on trying. <laughs> oh, for two, Michael Pena, my guy's letting me down. Let's go. Next category. <laughs> I'm good with it. Oh, God, I love this one already. Jason, how do you feel about the state of Denzel as a bully movies? Would you watch more of them, Jason, or are you good? I've seen, so I've seen, you know, we've seen 20 plus 30 Denzel movies in which most of the time he's being a bully in at least one scene. And mm-hmm. it's not enough. I need more. It's not I enough. I need more of these movies. I want Denzel to continue doing it. What about you? I would, I would watch one of these every day. It doesn't even yes. have to be a good movie. It could be a, like a YouTube series called Denzel Washington bullies someone. And it could be him in real life just walking into a Starbucks <laughs> and bullying a barista or walking into like a child's daycare and bullying a six-year-old. And I'll be like, all right, I'm in. I would love to, I would love to watch that. Absolutely. Next category, special acknowledgments in which we pick a detail from either of these movies that we particularly like and want to explore further. Shay, what do you have? I already did my thing about his willingness to play weird roles, which coincidentally enough, we talked about last week with Ethan Hawke, that he has that same energy. He'll just mm-hmm. do like some shit that he thinks is cool or fun, or maybe he just wants to try a thing. So let me give you a different one. Saidi Lopez. This is an actor Ooh. in Training Day. She plays Dreamer, the character that Smiley is like, hey, count this money. And this woman walks over and gets some money and she's like, hey, thanks a lot. I was doing something. Eh? That is an actor named Saidi Lopez. And she's awesome. She was also in Selena, the movie Selena. She played Deborah. And that's the one where Selena does the, I don't think we're going to be taking this dress after all scene, where it's like this great pretty woman moment. So Saidi Lopez has been adjacent to two of the like all-time great movie scenes of all time. She was right there for the Selena one. She's right there for the kitchen scene and training day. Shout out Saidi Lopez. Special acknowledgement, Jessica Chastain, special acknowledgement for Saidi Lopez. That's the homie. My Jessica Chastain uh, special acknowledgement is for the 1990 really forgotten heist movie starring Bill Murray, Gina Davis, Randy Quaid called Quick Change, in which Bill Murray- You love this movie. You love this movie. I love this movie. Dresses up like a clown and robs a bank. And the bank robbery, when I mean exactly, except for the secret compartment, is like an exact replica of the inside man- bank robbery plan. If you want to watch a fun movie with Bill Murray in it that you probably never seen that has a fun heist and a fun getaway, Quick Change, 1990. Fun, fun, fun heist movie. Number one Quick Change fan in America. Steve, before we get out, before we get out of this particular category, can we get one Jessica Chastain line? Just give us one, any one you want. One that fits in here perfect. You don't understand Pakistan and you don't know Al-Qaeda. Awesome. Last category. Every episode, we end with the Lucy Jason. Yes. It's a game where we each have to figure out a way to connect our movie to Lucy Lou in as few steps as possible. I'm going to win this one. I can tell you. Yeah, I, I think I know what you're going to do. I don't do you want to go do. first and just do it? No, you go first because I went first in the connection contest and I know I'm going to win this one. So, so, I, so I, I, I decided to uh, that I'm going to 
with each attempt of the Lucy Lou, I'm going to go with what I did, what I established the first time, which is, oh, Lord. I'm going to go all Asian. <laughs> He's trying to so play that card again, Steve. So here's the one. How dare you call it a card to celebrate, <laughs> to celebrate the contributions of our Asian actors in Hollywood. Okay, so here's the first one that's, that I'm not going to use, but that I like. <laughs> okay. Waris Alawalia plays Vikram in Inside Man. He's also in Ocean's 8. Mindy Kaling is in Ocean's 8. Mindy Kaling uh, is yep. in Jay-Z's The Family Feud video. Also with Constance Wu is in that video. Constance Wu uh, stars in Crazy Rich mm -hmm. Asians with Aquafina. Aquafina is in The Simpsons as Dr. Chang, Whoa. the previous Asian-American actress to guest on The Simpsons was Lucy Liu as Madam Wu. You did all of that to get back to Aquafina. But here's the one That's I'm going to do. Here's That's the one I'm going to okay, do. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to say, that was a long so, walk. Uh, so, <laughs> Ken Leung is in Inside Man. He's he's one of the hostages. He's in a million, he's in a million yeah. movies. He's in uh, awesome. X-Men. So many movies. Uh, he plays Wing in Inside Man. He's also in Rush Hour as Sang. Of course, Jackie Chan is in Rush Hour. Jackie Chan is in Shanghai Noon with Lucy Liu, who plays Princess Pei Pei. It's very mm -hmm. good. That's a very good... Series of connections. Solid. That's a very good one. That's very solid. And and last week when we did the Ethan Hawke awesome movie, The Purge, it was very easy to connect. We I just used Antoine Fuqua because he directed Ethan Hawke and what, what whatever. And we could do the same thing here. If you want to go that route, I could go that same route. We could do that, and I could and I could win again. Steve can tilt it. Steve can Macklemore <laughs> this again and give it back to me if we if you like. <laughs> But I have some other I have some other options here. I would like to, before I present the option, propose a rule. I think we should have what, what we would call the Tommy Flanagan rule, where if I can get it to Tommy Flanagan, then I should win by default because he's great in Sons of Anarchy. If you and, <laughs> okay, no. so, so this is no longer this is the Lucy plus Tommy. <laughs> We're just like Calvin balling this whole thing, made yeah, out yeah, the yeah. globe as we go. Okay, never mind. Let me let me throw that out. Let, let, I'll stop dancing around it here. Here you go. Here you go. Because this is as easy as it gets. Macy Gray. Macy yep. Gray has a, has a great role in Training Day. And her and Lucy Liu were in a movie together called Domino, which I don't know yep. if you watch Domino. I like Domino the, a lot. Oh. Domino in the mid, what was it, mid 2000s or so? Yeah. Where they, where she's a bounty hunter. Yeah. They're both in the same movie. There's one, that's one movie. That's I don't got to go, go on a fucking... Love me, love me some Tony Scott. I don't got to go on a walkabout. I got... I, yeah. Di one direct shot. That's Tony the, Scott... It, <laughs> Really, the Scott brothers are fucking cleaning up in the Clean connect. Cleaning up. Now, here's Clean what I thought enough. you were going to do. I thought you were going to do Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, Lucy Liu. Yeah, somebody mentioned that on Twitter. I didn't want to. I didn't want to steal that one. You know, the other weird one that I that I found was Lucy Liu won this award from Harvard Foundation for her humanitarian work, and mm -hmm. Denzel Washington won that same award. And there's a, there's a connection there. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play my domino. I'm gonna play. Big six, big six Shit. domino right there. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Go I ahead, really, I really do like that. That's that's gonna that's gotta be shit again. Me. That's a direct play hit. my music. Direct play right. my music. That's play right. my music. That's all right. I lied. And, and still give it to me, Eddie Guerrero. Yes, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it because it's really only it's really only my first loss this season because <laughs> as everyone who has heard the previous episode recognizes. I was absolutely robbed in a manner that was. I agree with Jason on this. Absolutely <laughs> unjustified. This is like when Kevin Durant 
was two feet out of bounds and he hit the ball in and nobody saw that? it. That's how I Nobody's, won. That's literally how I nobody. How did, that, how did like no one see that? It was, I, that that picture pops up on on social media every once in a while. And it's like, oh yeah, remember when Kevin Durant was like two feet out of bounds, both feet? Oh shit. Denzel Washington, the greatest actor of all time. Let's go. Well, folks, that is all for today. On behalf of myself, Shay, super biased producer Steve Allman, <laughs> and everyone at the Rigger, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Join us next week when the theme is Deadly Latinos. And our movies I like, are... I like how you said that, Jason. Sicario and Terminator. Dark Feet. My name is Dalton Russell. <laughs> Pay strict attention to what I say because I choose my words carefully and I never repeat myself. I told you my name, that's the who. The where could most readily be described as a prison cell. But there's a vast difference between being stuck in a tiny cell and being in prison. The what is easy. Recently I planned and set in motion events to execute the perfect bank robbery. This is way too sexy. That's also the when. It's like 60% too why, sexy. As for the why, I'm going to make it more. As for the why, beyond the obvious financial motivation, it's exceedingly simple. Because I can. Which leaves us only the how. And therein, <laughs> as the bard would tell us, lies the rub. I don't know what that accent was. I don't know what it was. <laughs>